Welcome to the ESOP Minicast. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Brett Kiesling, and as it says on my business cards, I'm a passionate advocate for employee ownership. Today I want to talk to you about the social media app Clubhouse. Clubhouse is an audio-only app that essentially recreates the experience of a conference call or a Zoom meeting without the video, where you can have 5,000 participants at a single time. Wait a second, conference calls, Zoom meetings, that doesn't sound exciting? Trust me, it's amazing. There are thousands of clubs on Clubhouse covering any kind of interest you can imagine. I've been visiting rooms about acting, just because I like the people who are presenting in the rooms. I used to do stand-up comedy a few years ago, so I've been going to comedy rooms. There are all kinds of whatever your interests are, and there are a lot of rooms that may not appeal to me, but you may like them. It's just like all aspects of social media. You want to get into BitCloud? You can find rooms. You want to get into conspiracy theories? You can find rooms. You can find any topic. Meanwhile, I've sat in rooms where a host on the History Channel is talking history. It really is amazing. I'm going to give you an example of one of the rooms that I've spent a lot of time in, and it will also help illustrate how Clubhouse works. And then I'm going to talk about what I see for employee ownership. The rooms are part of what are called clubs, and anybody can start a club. I met my friend Laura Parrish on Clubhouse, She's a life coach, and she's just an amazing person. She has a club that is called Blueprint for Joy, and that's with the numeral four, Blueprint for Joy. And by the way, you can find her on all aspects of social media under Blueprint for Joy. She's most active on Instagram, but she's in other places. So at any rate, Laura has a club called Blueprint for Joy. Within that club, she runs a number of different rooms every week. They're scheduled rooms, they're what Clubhouse calls events, and people can kind of put on their schedule that these rooms are going to take place. Laura also has the ability, as the founder of the club and the admin of the club, to schedule rooms not in advance, but just say, hey, my club is going to have a room now, and whoever's around can uh, join in. So she has a number of clubs. The one thing that caught my attention and how I got to meet Laura, and she's just amazing, is a club that runs at 1 a.m. Eastern time zone called Life Hacks for Night Owls. And by the way, it's 1 a.m. on the East Coast. There are people around the world in Laura's rooms and certainly across all the time zones of the United States. In fact, Laura herself is based in Alaska. So it's 1 a.m. for me, four hours earlier for her. In the Life Hacks for Night Hours, and I just want to show how the room operates, Laura runs a format for her room every night at 1 a.m. Laura will have people share if there's anything that has them jammed up that Laura needs to reframe or that they need to reframe and Laura can help. What's the reframing do? If you think about it, it makes sense. We all have things that keep us awake at night. What Laura does is have you express them, reframe them in a positive way, possibly a funny way, so that it goes away and you can sleep. Another thing people do, self-explanatory, but you share your gratitudes of the day. What is it that you're grateful for that day? Again, it positions you to get rest. Then Laura has her participants share their word for the next day. And it's to be mindful about how do you want to frame your next day? What word will define it? And then there's a devotional. It's not necessarily religious or non-sectarian or that sort of thing, but it's 
It's food for thought that Laura will share and then discuss with the group. So the way the rooms work, Laura's and every other room on Clubhouse, is the moderator or host will open a room, and the stage is set at the top of a screen where anybody who's speaking in that room is going to be seen. And then beneath that, there are all of the participants in the room. There are two sections, the participants who are followed by speakers, and then oftentimes the vast majority of people in the room are just in the audience. But if you're in the audience, here's what's really cool. You can click your um, button that says raise your hand, and the moderator can bring you to the head of the room where you can speak and interact. I see a lot of potential for employee ownership. I've set up two clubs. One club is called Employee Ownership. And by the way, for anybody who says, oh, Brett took that name, there's so many different variations. There should be many, many clubs on Clubhouse about employee ownership, and you'll find the right name for yours. I also set up a club called the EO Podcast. So, as would make sense just in terms of how I plan to use Clubhouse, I'll have rooms or events specific to the podcast in the EO Podcast Club. We might have a guest come in to talk about the latest content. I love the idea that a guest, and if you look in the last year, we've had some amazing guests, can come in, talk about whatever it was we discussed on the podcast, but then open it up for give and take with the audience. I think that's going to be cool. Meanwhile, at the Employee Ownership Club, I hope that's a clearinghouse where anybody feels comfortable opening up rooms for employee ownership. So, for example, I spent seven years as an ESOP trustee. It was a small boutique firm. We didn't have the resources where we could have managed a club. Trust me, it takes a lot of work. I mentioned Laura Parrish. She spends a ton of time each day on Clubhouse. So as trustees, we wouldn't have had enough time to administer a club. We could set up a room under the Employee Ownership Club called Internal versus External Trustees and try and catch the attention of employee owners or advocates, practitioners, etc., with scheduled rooms, there's pinging, notifications, etc., etc., so it will help people find the rooms. Recently, we held what I think is the very first organized room for employee ownership on Clubhouse. The room was created by Brian Corsand of Corsand ESOP Advisory, and he was kind enough to invite me as a co-host. We were joined by Damien Vera of Principal Financial, Todd Klemas, who's the president and an employee owner at Wilson Electric Services Corp. We were also joined by a business analyst who focuses on retirement benefits at a large consulting company, and a woman who was a prospective business owner who just saw the topic employee ownership and wanted to come in and hear what it was about. So I want to just tell you how the hour we spent together worked. We opened with the woman who was the prospective business owner saying that she really loved the idea of employee ownership, but she hadn't formed her business yet, and she had done some research on YouTube, and it seemed that uh, ESOPs, at least, were more suited for established companies. And of course, she's right. So I suggested that an ESOP may not be the right path for her because of the barriers related to being a startup, but there may be some opportunities as a co-op or collective. And I offered to put her in touch with, she's in California, with some folks out there who might help her look at that. But here's the cool thing. She stayed for the hour and listened to the conversation. 
Todd Klemus shared about Wilson Electric's transition to employee ownership, what it means to the culture, what it means to the business model, and there was give and take about that. The business analyst asked a question that led to a great discussion about what is employee ownership? What do we mean by employee owners? If you're a regular listener, you know I collect EO aha moments, and two or three of the folks were kind enough to share their aha moments. The room only lasted an hour. It was give and take. It was so cool. There was only six of us. But you know what? When I first started doing this podcast in September 2017, we only had about 18 listens the first week, and I'm pretty sure like 15 of them were my mother. Now we get eight to 900 listens a week, so I'm okay building Clubhouse up like we did the podcast. So now, if you take the issues that I just mentioned that we covered, just a few of us in an hour in a room, all of those issues could be their own rooms. What would you host a room about? What's important to you in employee ownership? Are you an employee owner with questions? Are you an employee owner CEO who wants to spread it? Are you an advocate? Whatever your topic is, you can set up a room. And if it's EO-related, I hope you do it in the Employee Ownership Club. Folks, it is invitation only. It is currently iPhone only. It'll be for Android before we know it. I really hope that you will check out Clubhouse. I am sincere when I tell you this, and I'm not selling anything on Clubhouse. I see it as an opportunity for us to come together and grow our community in an exciting and meaningful way. I hope you'll check out Clubhouse. You're welcome to DM me on Twitter, EO underscore Brett, the same as my Clubhouse handle. You're welcome to DM me, and if I have any invitations, I'll get one to you. But I hope, really hope, that you'll give Clubhouse a test drive. I'm pretty sure you'll see all of the opportunities that I do. I've ended the podcast and minicast for the last year by acknowledging that our country is going through an awful lot together with the pandemic, and my fervent belief that that is how we'll get through it together. The light is at the end of the tunnel. Thank you so much for listening. This is Brett Kiesling. Be well. We'd love to hear from you. To contact us, find us on Facebook at Kesop LLC and on Twitter at ESOP Podcast. To reach Brett with one T, email brett at kesop.com, on LinkedIn at Brett Kiesling, and most actively on Twitter at EO underscore Brett. Again, that's one T. This podcast has been produced by the Keysop Group. Technical assistance provided by Third Circle Inc. and Bitsy Plus Design. Original music composed by Max Kiesling. Archival podcast material edited and produced by Brian Kiesling. And I'm Bitsy McCann.